What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode 10 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. A group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always, we've got Johnny Gomes. How's it going? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Buongiorno. <laughs> All right, so just a quick little preview pod here to get you guys ready for the uh, the triple header we've got coming up. Three races, three race weekends in a row after uh, this long layoff we've had. Uh, how, how, you guys, uh, how you guys holding up? Through the uh, through the long layoff here, excited to have some racing back, man. My my Sunday mornings are a little less exciting when I don't see the boys get to go around the track a few for a few hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm totally stoked. What usually are the the, the dog days of summer for us, and here we are. We've got the Euros, Copa America, Gold Cup, F1. What a time to be alive! Indeed. Um, they did some some shuffling around of the schedule here when the uh, Turkish Grand Prix got canceled. So we end up with the Formula 1 Emirat Grand Prix de France 2021 at the Circuit Paul Ricard. <laughs> Followed by... I apologize, to our, I apologize to our French listeners in advance. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. Please send me the correct pronunciation on that, though. And uh, followed up next weekend by the Styrian Grand Prix in Austria. And then uh, July 4th, we've got the Austrian Grand Prix, both at the Red Bull Ring in, in Austria. And I will not try to pronounce either one of those because it's not going to go well. few notes about uh, Paul Ricard, who the circuit's named after, made his fortune in pastille, which I guess is a type of uh, like sweet French alcohol. Um, he built this circuit in 1970. Um, and he owns two Mediterranean islands now. So the legend, power move, man. This guy makes his own booze, builds his racetracks, own islands. I mean, guys, triple threat. I couldn't find exactly why because they they stopped the French Grand Prix in 2008. So from 2008 until 2017, they didn't have a race there. Wikipedia told me it was due to like financial uncertainties. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if France was down bad. The man, the man was buying islands. You can't race the racetrack if you've got to finance some islands in the Mediterranean. Like, I mean, that, 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 that checks all the boxes for me. Sounds like the strong arm of Monaco coming down for me. All right. So looking ahead to this weekend, we've got, you know, we kind of went over this on our, uh, our Baku recap, but we've got Max leading Lewis Hamilton by four points. Um, we've got Red Bull leading Mercedes by 26 points now after Sergio Perez took that win in Baku. And then uh, we had the Bottas and uh, Hamilton problems there. Coming into this, tri- going to this triple header, I feel like this could really be, be what ends up defining the season for the, both the constructors and the drivers. I mean, if, if either team or any driver is able to win two or all of these races, um, they're going to be on the on the front foot going into the end of the rest of the year. So what what are you guys what are you guys expecting coming into this? Yeah, and these are these are big time open air tracks. Um, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of passing in France or the two races in uh, Austria. Um, we're not looking at like a Baku or a Monaco. So take that with what you will. Maybe that means good news for Mercedes. Maybe Max Verstappen can you know keep his keep his streak going on a more open air track where Mercedes seems to do well. But I mean. Uh, I think the next three weeks have got a real chance to somebody can really pull away, but the season not, I'm not ready to declare a winner just by, you know, Verstappen or Hamilton having success the next three weeks. 
Yeah, we're really starting to get into the the meat and potatoes part of the season, and and this is a crucial run of uh, races here for Mercedes. They can't let this thing get out of hand and let Red Bull get too far ahead. And I, as a fan, don't want to see that either because then I'm just going to have to divert my attention to the to the third place uh, race between Ferrari and McLaren. So I'm looking forward to to seeing some action in these next three races. Look, this is when the, the hot takes come out, you know? I'm saying who, who, if someone wins these next three races, it's all over. Because, you know, that's the type of hot takes we're coming in for. And don't sleep on that third place race. Or McLaren and Ferrari separated by two points right now. Two points. That battle has been every bit as good as we hoped it would be. Arguably better than the one at the top, although, you know, not as exciting. I think it's going to be a, a, a big stretcher for Mercedes. Because they, they've had time to, to kind of sort out their issues they've been dealing with. So I think they're going to come out strong. I think we're going to see three really good races for them, and they're going to they're going to get get back out here in the lead. Because, um, like you said, Johnny, if they if they slip even further behind, it's it's just could could be a a, a rough finish to the season for them if uh, if we see some chaos come into that that Mercedes garage. Hopefully, Pirelli's gotten their act together by now. <laughs> Don't worry, Pirelli did an internal review of Pirelli and found Pirelli was not at fault. So. <laughs> Sounds legit. <laughs> what uh, I guess going back to the uh, going back to the Ferrari Ferrari McLaren McLaren debate. Who do you guys have? Are you guys feeling strongly one way or the other for for either McLaren or Ferrari going forward to the rest of the season? Ferrari has made some some good improvements. They've they've looked fast here the last few weeks, but. McLaren's neck and neck with them and Daniel Ricardo hasn't really shown us what we expected to see from him so far. So who's got the most potential moving forward between these two? No, I mean, I think if you're, I mean, we're recording this on the the, the 15th of June here. I think that it's, it's clearly Ferrari. I mean, with, I mean, I know Lando's driving well, but Ricardo's slacking and, you know, um, Leclerc's had two poles. Science has been exactly what we thought he was going to be. And I mean, at the current trajectory trends, I mean, Ferrari's going to run away with third place. And unless McLaren gets their act together, and by McLaren gets their act together, I mean, Daniel Ricciardo needs to start finishing where, you know, we know Daniel Ricciardo can finish. Yeah, I agree. I think Ferrari cumulatively is better uh, as a team than, than McLaren is at this point. That being said, though, I think McLaren has the higher ceiling of the two should uh, Danny Ricciardo get his get his act together and, and start putting some, some points here for, for uh, McLaren. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think Ferrari, I mean, we've kind of seen just like what we expected their ceiling to be. We've seen Leclerc battling up for podiums, got himself a couple poles, and Sainz has been consistently up there in the mix. He had himself a podium in Monaco, but that's, that's kind of all we can expect from them. And like I said, they're neck and neck with McLaren, and I don't think we've seen the best from Daniel Ricciardo. Who knows, but... It, I mean, I have to assume that he's going to start being being in the mix here at least once he once he kind of figures that car out. And we've been saying, we know, when is Daniel Ricardo going to give us you know what we know Daniel Ricardo is capable of for weeks now? And it's almost like maybe this is what Daniel Ricardo at this point in time is capable of with his McLaren team. Maybe he has reached his ceiling. Maybe there's not another gear he can get to. I mean, I know he's had he's had success before, and he, I mean, personally, he's my favorite driver. I know there's a lot. He's got a huge following in the United States, um, but this may be the best as it gets for Ricardo. But we'll see, I and mean, we'll see if these next three weeks, and if he can, um, he's going to have a fast car. He's going to have a fast track. Like it, it should be there for the taking. Yep, should be well hopefully a good one. In fifth place, behind both of them, uh, we've got a, a 
tight battle between Alpha Tauri with 39 points and Aston Martin with 37. Both of those teams have kind of come into their own here the last few weeks. Um, you know, we had the the great result from from Gasly, um, who's now eighth in the drivers uh, behind Carlos Sainz quietly. Um, Sainz is seventh and Pierre Gasly is eighth. And then we've got Vettel ninth, um, followed up by Daniel Ricciardo in 10th, which again, seems like the outlier. He's going to have to, to jump those guys, but we've finally gotten some, some good results from the Alpha Tauris and, uh, and the Aston Martins to, to kind of spice things up in the, in this midfield battle. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm looking for Seb to, uh, to build off his Aston Martin success. I don't, I don't think he's going to get second again, but I think there's a points finish for sure. And in, if you're looking for a dark horse driver for a like fast track, I really like Lance Stroll this week. I think he could get a top six ish finish, um, which compared after last week crashing out would be great for him. Um, so if you're looking for some good betting action, I would say Lance Stroll top six is my uh, pick of the week. Yeah, uh, this is definitely an exciting battle here for that for that uh, sort of third top of the third tier spot on the grid. Um, I would love to see uh, Vettel string together some some more success here following that last race. And um, yeah, Alphatari. Alphatari's looked real good, better than I think most of us expected. Uh, Gasly's been a consistent top 10 finisher. And Yuki Tsunoda's had the typical first year F1 driver struggles, but but he should only continue to improve as the year goes on. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Yeah, we've always seen some some interesting uh, races here. There was no French Grand Prix in 2020 um, due to their COVID restrictions. Um, some interesting results I pulled. 2019, we had uh, Nico Hulkenberg uh, pulling out eighth place. Nothing to write home about, but I I you know had to throw out my Nico Hulkenberg shout out. And then 2018, uh, we had a a double Haas points finish. We had Kevin Magnussen in ninth and Roman Grosjean um, in uh, in tenth. He uh, Grosjean did not finish in 2019, unfortunately, at his uh, his home Grand Prix, and he was supposed to be uh, doing uh, testing for Mercedes, um, but unfortunately, he will be busy with IndyCar, so he will not not be there to uh, to test for Mercedes this week. Bottas' seat is safe for another week from Roman Grosjean. Glad to see him still racing in all seriousness. Oh yeah, no, love the guy. Um, I did see a rumor earlier, so let's let's touch on this briefly. I, I did see a rumor earlier that someone's sources is completely unconfirmed, mostly BS, but uh, somebody said that George Russell had been told that he has Bottas's seat for next year, which is not anything that surprises us. Um, and until it's confirmed, I'm not going to believe it, but do do we think that that's like does that have something to do with maybe do they know that lewis hamilton is going to be leaving next year like does it tie into that or are they just done with bottas after what they've seen the last few weeks because hamilton also didn't score a point last week i think that's the ultimate end goal for mercedes i think that's a pretty obvious statement at this point um but i don't think it's confirmed just yet and i don't think that uh, Hamilton's not leaving Mercedes and I think they want to have Russell and they want to have the Russell, Russell Hamilton go. Um, but I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's set in stone yet. I think these next three weeks are going to be a big, a big part in that as far as how the season goes. Um, but then it gets to the question of, right, well, if Bottas leaves, Bottas still is a very good driver. You know, does he go back to Williams? Yeah. Like what, swap, where just swap him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Crazy things have happened, but I don't. I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's, it's set in stone just yet. Yeah, it's it's certainly not concrete. Um, and, and I don't think it necessarily has has anything to do with Hamilton or Bottas. 
exactly more so than Mercedes has been dangling this carrot in front of George Russell for years now. And I think they just want to do right by him. And, and he's, he seems to have earned that spot. He's been, he's been, he hasn't been horrible and he's been stuck in that crappy Williams for, for two seasons plus. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's more of a case of, of Bottas having a, defend him off really i don't think anything's just going to be handed to him unless you want to go galaxy brain and say that mercedes is actually the one that leaked this out to motivate bodas to drive better to pass red bull and they don't give any they don't care at all about george russell and that is not like as dumb as that sounds i could see that more than russell being already told all right look no matter what at the end of the season you're you, you have the second seat of mercedes yeah, look, this is a lot of money in the sport, you know? Do what you got to do. I just, with George Russell, like, what what more can he do in that Williams? Like, what are, are they, like, a, there's nothing more they can be, like, waiting to see from him, right? Like, it's he's putting in good performances in that car, but I just, there, there's, I don't know what else we can really see. He got his one shot last year when Lewis Hamilton had COVID, and he did a great job by all accounts. And then he's- He should have won the race. Yeah, he should have yeah. won that race. Mercedes. Got the puncture and the botch pit stop. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just- so I, I don't know what more they want to see from him and how long are they going to drag this out? Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. And I can, I can see Lewis Hamilton possibly if he wins, if he wins the title this year, possibly retiring. I don't think he will, but I could see it happening. If they, if Mercedes and Hamilton don't win the title this year, I think he's definitely coming back for another one. I don't I, think he wants to go out like that. I'm actually surprised to hear that because wasn't there an incident with a uh, Russell in a Mercedes earlier this season? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, with Bottas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. So I, I thought he might have jeopardized his seat there a little bit because uh, he was uh, on on the wrong side of Toto's. Uh, that was kind Toto's of Bottas's fault. It was like sixty forty. I, I know it was. It was very weird. Yeah, yeah. So, and he should uh, never have been uh, battling with a Williams anyway. It wasn't even like he had lapped him. They were they were genuinely battling. Lewis Hamilton is thirty six though, so maybe Lewis Hamilton wins the championship for tires. That's, that's that could that could be a possibility. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree. All right, Ian, you kind of gave us your uh, your a bit of a hot take on who to who to watch out for this weekend. You got you got any anything else to to throw at us for our, our hot take going into the week? Um, no, I think as far as the top of this race goes, it's going to be the usual suspects. Um, some combination of you know Hamilton, Verstappen, and Bottas is probably going to be one, two, and three. Then we're going to see Checo and the Ferraris and McLaren battle it out in the midfield, and I think. Um, I really do think Lance Stroll is going to finish probably. He's going to be the first car that isn't a uh, Mercedes, Red Bull, or we'll say Ferrari um, this week. His finish. I, I just think I think he's he does well on these tracks, and I, I think he's going to after last week. His cars always drive fast. I think he'll be. I think he'll do good this week. Johnny, what you got? Um, yeah, I agree with Ian. I think barring any tire blowouts, it's going to be. Yeah. You know, a lot more of the usual. Um, I got a. I see Hamilton doing really well, Verstappen obviously. Um, though I'd like to see Checo Perez continue off of uh, off of last race and, and push Bottas there for a podium, and and even seeing seeing Lando bounce back a little bit. Feel like we haven't really talked about him uh, too much lately these past couple of pods. So seeing Lando go out there and crush it would be nice. And and yeah, you're usual suspects uh pierre gasly right up there f- fifth sixth yeah i'm excited to see how it turns out 
Yeah, I'm kind of after the craziness. I mean, we got Monaco, which was Monaco, and then uh, Baku was just absolutely insane. So I'm kind of kind of excited to just. I mean, I know that this is typically kind of a boring track, but I'm kind of excited to just get back to the, a nice classic F1 race um, where the the you know good teams and good drivers are are up there at the top. I do think we're going to get a bit of a bounce back from Bottas. Um, I know that doesn't sound like a hot take saying that a Mercedes driver, I think he's going to finish top four is, is what I'm, I'm comfortable saying, but he, he is had, sitting at what? Sixth, sixth in the driver's standings. Yeah. And he had a pit lane nightmare that was completely out of his hands. So he's had a couple really. If yeah. And then Baku was just a disaster. He got stuck yeah. in Finland and didn't make it to the track on time and then just never looked comfortable. Couldn't put in a good lap in qualifying because it got red flagged, like absolute chaos. I thought he was going to have a bounce back week last week, but I'll, I, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think, I think Hamilton's going to pull out the win here. Um, I think he really needs this and he has that ability to just go to a completely different level than everybody else. And then I think we're going to get Bottas in the top four and Ham- uh, Mercedes rather is, uh, is going to come out positive this week versus Red Bull. Any, uh, any other crazy predictions for, for pole or uh, a race winner here? I got uh, both Alpines and the points this week. <laughs> I always go double Hamilton for what seems like every race. So to just to, be sure I'm wrong. I'm going double Verstappen for pole and race winner. I think he's so pissed after what happens last week. I think this is when we're like, all right, Max Verstappen. I mean, he's already for real, but this is when he finds that extra, extra gear. And I think he, I, I think he wins this, this week in France. Not the hottest take, but, but we will, uh, we will take it. Also got to mention, forgot to bring this up earlier. Um, when we taped our podcast after Baku, um, this hadn't come out yet, but apparently Lewis Hamilton had a wrong setting on his steering wheel at that restart in Baku. So he had his like brake bias set like all the way front or all the way rear. Um, and that was like the main reason that he locked up and, and, and went in. So, I mean, you said Max is pissed. Max is pissed at, at Pirelli, but Hamilton's pissed at himself and that dude knows how to motivate himself. So I don't know who's got the edge going in, but I'm just I'm just happy we got we got some excitement. We're sitting here talking about who's going to win the race every single week, and that's a that's a welcome change. Absolutely, yeah, baby. All right, that's all uh, that's all I got for the uh, Formula One Emirat Grand Prix de France 2021. That was even worse the second time. It wasn't good, but hopefully the race is better. Um, it's on Father's Day. Watch it with your dads. Do the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Forza Portugal. All right. With that, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week for uh, for a recap and a preview of the Syrian Grand Prix.